The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. I'm the 30, make the 40. I'm a walking strip, record me. It's the 30 and a 40. Switch making it fast as hell. Bitch told me she prayed for me, told her pay for Brody, them in the cell. I don't got no stylus, morning shoes and pants, I'm fresh as hell. Yes, I know what happened, ain't no rat, so I ain't gon' never tell. You can follow, baby, won't lead you wrong, bro, I ain't gon' never fail you. Bitch was tryna show me the right way to go, I was so rebellious. Whatever they doing, don't bother me, bro, I'm all so careless. No, it's an NBA store. Oh, it's an NBA store. We sell a lot of, we sell a lot of giddy jerseys. <laughs> Is he like your uh, number one seller? Dude, we sell a lot of giddy jerseys. We sell a lot of um, Kyrie jerseys. And we sell a lot of uh, like throwback, like Kobe and Pippen jerseys. Right. Oh, I guess Kyrie because like he's partially Australian, right? Well, yeah, I never even thought about that, yeah. No Ben Simmons, though, not a single Ben Simmons jersey. Nobody, yeah, I was about to say, nobody buys Ben Simmons jerseys, huh? No. It's like a nobody listens to, um, what's it called? Playboy Cardi's Girl. No one really listens to... Um, oh, nobody listens to Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Iggy Azalea. There you go, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm trying to think, do they, like, uh, do they like Chris Hemsworth? He's like their biggest Australian star, right? Yeah, because he always comes back and he does like some of those like local... Um, like box office movies. I don't know how it works, but sometimes there's like only Australian movies you can see out here with like Australian like actors. It's like okay, we're really? putting this new like low budget film in the movie for you guys with big actors. Because like I don't know, I guess it helps the industry a lot with like Australia economy by having to like hire people and stuff like that. So sure, it's yeah. like these actors' way of giving back almost. Cool, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, that that's actually pretty nice. Um, it's just it's funny to me. It's not funny. I guess it makes sense. It's like if you were, I, I wonder what like the top selling jersey in the UK is. You know, for the NBA, I'm kind of curious. Oh, that's it. true. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but, and sorry, also a lot of Curry jerseys as well too. Of course, that's a given. Yeah, of course. Every kid buys a Curry jersey. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. Yep, yep. Damn man, that's crazy to think of. That is crazy to think of. All right. Yeah, almost as crazy uh -huh. as almost as crazy as how CLB, honestly, never mind, and her loss were all a trilogy. Yeah, I see Mr. Segway King working on your trilogy. Nice. Yeah, man. Did you did you hear what Drake said? In fact, let's just insert the clip right here, right now. If I'm talking about it, the album is called Her Loss. So, you know, we got we got you know CLB certified lover boy. I was like the like you know we're like. I'm trying my best. Oh God! To, to make a, <laughs> I'm love. chasing you. Yeah, yeah, I'm chasing you. Um, and then, honestly, never mind is the realization that maybe, maybe that lifestyle is not for me. And then her loss is that, right? This is like, oh God! This is like no pigeons. You remember when they dropped no pigeons yeah. when they had no scrubs on? This is like, oh this God! Shit is like we're going off. He himself called it a trilogy, man. <laughs> like that explanation is, is something else as well too so that's why he did the dance music hey eh? he was just trying to like be in her element for for a while and then realize it wasn't his thing mm. that's great. never mind eh? never mind mm -hmm. honestly never mind her loss um well you know what man like i think the funniest thing about um like saying it after the fact is the fact that he could easily just be front like capping 
like straight up capping about this whole thing. And yeah, it does make sense because certified lover boy, honestly, never mind her loss. It kind of forms some sort of a sentence, you know, or like a, a for yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it, I understand. But he yeah. just took like it. Just feels like this is his way of trying to like sell people on the idea he had for this thing, even though it probably wasn't the idea initially. I don't know. I th- yeah. I call I call bullshit on him actually intending for this to be a a, a trilogy. You think he got it from the internet and then saw people say it before yeah. and be like, yo, let me just run with it? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that's exactly what happened, actually. Uh, because I saw it on the internet before I saw Drake say it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, so like, I don't know, man. I just, it's tough for me to believe that because if it was a trilogy, and this is a credit to Drake, but if it was a trilogy, it would be more thought out. It would flow better. It would be. It would make more sense, uh, and it probably wouldn't be dropped, you know, as haphazardly as as it was. It probably would have a similar cover art for each of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I kind of disagree. So let me ask you this: Which trilogy you fuck with more, Drake's three sin three trilogy or the Dark Knight trilogy? Come on, which one is, is better? Uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously the dark knight trilogy man i i don't like i'm not i'm not really like in love with any of the projects i think there's a couple of tracks a couple of standout tracks from from bo- all three of them uh um, yeah i think out of all of them i probably like her loss the most me but too I think, me too I think, yeah i think there's there's track there's like standout tracks for pretty much all of them there's all drake's gonna do his numbers obviously but hold on, actually, mm-hmm. hold on. Is Drake gonna do his numbers? That's another segue I wanted to bring up for you here. What did okay. Drake? What did Drake in twenty one sell first week, my friend? Tell me. Oh man, it did easily over four hundred k. First projections were three twenty five, three fifty. Didn't they sell and every they, day? What? I, I'm I might be tripping. I saw this online, but didn't they only sell eighteen thousand? Yeah, eighteen thousand. You think her loss also eighteen k? I I saw well like Bro. I saw some tweet where it's like yo uh, oh maybe it was maybe it was like physical copies but um it was something about like oh Drake and Drake and twenty one only sold eighteen k and y'all so uh y'all so like y'all hate Meg you know it was kind of like one of those type of tweets and I'm like oh they only uh, sold they only sold eighteen k physical copy I'm like what the hell that doesn't make sense listen if any hip hop person ever thinks that's possible for Drake and twenty one savage twenty one savage to sell like eighteen k first week is ridiculous they sold four hundred four mm. units the very first week man and the numbers kept escalating and escalated and escalating so. Hey man, Drake later on said in the interview, like this is one of his top five albums, you know, and it's honestly her loss. <laughs> do you agree? Yes or no? Um, I thought you were trying to do a pun. Uh, were you trying to do a pun? A little bit of both. Not being uh, dead serious, is what he said. What he he said that her loss was his best album. It's top five, and it's top five. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's true. Mm, okay. Okay. Bro, come on, man! Like, what are we doing here? Like, maybe, maybe I'm just like old now. Maybe, maybe it's it better is. than what a time to be alive. I'll tell you that. What? Are you crazy? Yeah, it is. Of course, it is. 
No, it's not, man. Come on, get yes, up, okay. Get, get over Dude, yourself, bro. Like, okay, look. How look, well have those songs really aged? In perfectly, um... in fact, perfectly. Okay. Yo, cause look, big rings. I don't want to hear big rings. Big, you, yeah, nobody's. I'm sorry, big I apologize, but big ring, big rings gets played at every single stadium in every single arena. Mm. It get paid. It gets paid every time someone has some kind of ring ceremony. Uh, scholarship is still a classic track uh digital dash is still a track that gets thrown into the rotation a lot man yeah. uh change locations yes yo they that what a time to be alive has aged really really well and honestly okay i like her loss i do but to say it was a top five drake project is blasphemous is is like genuinely blasphemous i could name five off the off the rip if we're including comp compilation albums or like you know one of these uh, if we're talking about what a time to be alive, well, yeah, it's it's. I'll, I'll give I'll give you my five. five. Yeah, sure. if we're including yours, if we include your, if you're reading this is too late, let's include that. Yeah. So I have nothing was the same. I mm -hmm. got views. If you're reading this is too late, her loss and take care. In that order. Not in that order, but just five. I wouldn't be able to do them like right now off the rip, but those are probably the okay. top five. I thought I thought you were saying her loss was better than take care. Um. <laughs> Okay, I would I would probably I don't really have an order either, but I would put nothing was the same. If you're reading this is too mm -hmm. late, views, take care, and um I don't know, pick an, pick any other one. Like literally any other one. No, hold on. Let me I know you're one. not gonna pick a Scorpio because you don't like that one. Scorpio. No, no, no. It's not Scorpion, no, for sure not. Let me let me pull up Drake's discography. Like honestly, so far gone is probably better than this. That's true. Uh, that's true, but th that's not really an album, though. Even though, like, we can dance around and get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see what. Oh, like, what a team. What a time to be alive would also be ahead of this for me. Um, I thought more life was better than this. I like thank me later more than this. I like. I even like dark lane demo tapes more than this. No, nah, okay. Now we gotta disagree. Disagree, man. <laughs> Look, I, I, okay, I'm. I'm. Uh, how how many weeks has it been since Drake dropped the project? It's been about what a week and a half. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three sure. Weeks. All right. The the standout tracks to me are Rich Flex, Major Distribution, Privilege Rappers, Middle of the Ocean, and More Ends. Hours and hours in silence. Those are the no, but those are the only ones of those are the only ones that have stuck with me. Really, those are the only ones that have stuck with me. And like, okay, that's not enough for me to put it in the top five, man. That's not enough. Let me not let, enough. Let me let me go that's back. Fair. To, let me go back to Dark Lane's demo tapes for a sec. I can say Chicago Freestyle, Tusi Slide, which whatever desires, Time mm -hmm. Flies, Landed. Um, honestly, the Demon Song is fire. From Florida with love is pretty fire. War is pretty mm -hmm. fire. Yeah, like like from uh, war is pretty fire. I like <clears throat> war. So like, okay. I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, it's not. It, I think it might be better. I think people are kind of uh, of overhyping this album a little bit. This is a. If it was a trilogy, it's it certainly was a disappointing trilogy, in my opinion. In my wow. Okay, fair enough. Right now, what do you what do you think about this though later on? Because him and Twenty One were sitting down for a little like open question interview, and Drake was saying that you know what you know Twenty One saying actually oh you helped me write a lot of my bars for this album you know what I mean like he helped him write a couple of songs a couple of verses so 
You can't really talk about the ghost writing situation anymore when Drake's also helping 21 Savage. Oh, and I saw people getting upset (laughs) online. I saw people getting upset online, but I'm like, yo, it's a collab project. Like, people have to collab together and write the verses and songs and hooks together. Like, yeah, what do you expect? Expect them just give them verse and verse I and then piece it together? Like, no, they got to work together like a, a class project almost. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, no, and I, even Drake said as well too. He's like, "Yo, twenty one helped him uh, uh, not a lot, but a little bit as well too." No, so. look, I get it, and it is a collab project. At the end of the day, um, I think the whole like ghost writ thing is kind of corny in the first place because, bro, like people are writing for people constantly. Like right? we don't see it. We don't see it. But if you go ahead and look at the Grammy nominations for look at any grammy nominations for any category okay it has a bunch of little credits on the bottom there those are all the writers those are all the writers and producers for those songs so to say the whole writing thing throw that out the window i don't even care about that conversation anymore that's such a lame conversation to me because and like rap was one of those things that for a very long time was untouched you wrote it you, you you rapped it you did it yourself right not anymore. It's just not like that anymore. Rap is pop yeah. music. Rap, rap is pop exactly. music. And because pop music is one of those things that is, all right, let's try to cultivate a hit. There's going to be multiple writers on there. It's ridiculous to think. Look at a Kanye album. People consider him one of the greatest rappers of all time. And he has so many writing credits on all of his songs. He got Sahai in the factory. He got Mike Dean in the factory. He's got all these people as well too, man. So it's only in hip hop. People have an issue. Mm-hmm. with actually writing your own stuff it never happens in any other genre like you said it never happens when it comes to award shows and people are like oh like why aren't you writing your own stuff make the best record that you possibly can make man right what Brian carey hits the billboard top 25 every single christmas imagine every november the beginning of the month you get a nice fat check every year for the rest of your life because christmas is coming around she probably, she probably wrote 30% she probably of that song. Her, she probably gets shit, her shit in advance, too. Just like, listen, Mariah, we oh, know, for we, gotta, sure. we, know for we sure. got to pay you, so here you go, you know. <laughs> As a record, man. See, I see Chris Brown was trying to go for that over his last song that I reviewed, but it definitely wasn't happening. Yeah, we need, but, to, um, stop. We need <laughs> to stop with the Christmas tracks. Let the classics be the classics. Let's move on. <laughs> Hey man, if you can get a check from being a classic, I can't uh, knock you for trying to. Ain't nobody streaming that Chris Brown Christmas song, bro. <laughs> Ain't nobody in the house bumping no Chris Brown on Christmas. All right, anyways, anyways. Next what- we got Rowdy Rich. You know, let's just insert the clip of him right now talking about how much money he gets per show. How much would you offer Roddy right now? How much would you? Offer? I, I don't know. I don't know what your normal oh, right. rate be, fam. What's your normal rate? Me? You want me yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you booking you for a festival? A festival. Yeah, festival. Roddy Rich is giving me an hour. Fifty. No. Up. Up. Look at his face. Do you see what he has on his neck, son? I don't know what that shit. I wouldn't even get my pinky toe. Yo, you see me sitting here thinking, nigga, chill. Let me throw a number out first. I'm giving you a buck, nigga. A buck 25. You ain't getting no show. That's crazy. I I hang up on you. Sound like 350. Nah, half a man. You right. If I give a nigga half a man for an hour worth of work... I'm just... I'm being honest with you. Hey, yo, dog, do you know what I gotta do to get a half a million out? But you would. Yeah, the math ain't mathin'. So... 
don't know if this adds up to you, but he says he claims to get about 500k a show, and then his album that dropped last week sold 35k first week. To me, that math ain't mathing. That's a lot. Well, I mean, it's not like he's for a show. That's like, I mean, I mean, you be you come on, you 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 being unfair here now. You being unfair because <laughs> like because like okay, like let's be real. Let's go. How about this? How about this? Go ahead and search up the fees for people. Go ahead and look it up while while I'm kind of giving a spiel right now. Go ahead and search up the fees sure. for people for arenas, right? I put I'll put money down that the people that are in and around whatever amount Roddy just said, which is 500k, probably didn't sell whatever amount that you're expected to sell in order to get 500k. I promise you. Okay. I I would promise you. Let's check it. I'm interested. I'm curious to see what it is now. Because okay. honestly, like first week sales, I get it. It's a thing. And like it's it's kind of like you know what first week sales are? They're like power rankings for NBA talk, you know? And power yeah, rankings essentially. You know, and like like it does it doesn't mean too much, you know. Power rankings don't mean much. At the end of the day, it's like who brings home the bacon. You Longevity. Who I mean? says injury free? Yeah, well, no, who wins? Who wins the championship is is what really matters. And I think you don't have to you don't have to be at the top of the power rankings every week in order to to bring home the bacon and wrap. So like, let me know if you, no, if you got if you got, if you got the numbers, holla at your boy. I got I'll some. Know. Yeah, let me see some. I got some. some. So we got Drake at 1 million. We got mm -hmm. Nicki and Kendrick Lamar 500k. We got the baby at 300k. Mm -hmm. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Future at two fifty. Okay, uh, the Polo baby does G, not. Rich baby, the, the baby does not get three hundred k anymore, bro. We, he's doing bogo on his concerts. Let's be real. Um, oh, you didn't see the footage of him pulling up to the Cheesecake Factory and giving away free tickets to a show when yeah. the bogo didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, so, so, I mean, you know, I'll give I'll give the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I think maybe once or twice a year he gets paid five hundred k for a show, and that's when he does Rolling Loud. We all know Rolling Loud has now been a billion-dollar industry for quite some time over the past few years. Right. And the people who get, like, number one, like the Travis Scotts, the Futures, and um, the Kanye when he was headlining it as well, too. Like, look at the most recent Rolling Loud. You have Future, uh, tw not 21 Savage, Future, Travis Scott, and a few other people headlining. Those people probably commanded a few million. And then I think Rowdy Rich probably was able to get 500K. And you know from firsthand experience, when you're very last on the billing for a concert or for a venue, you're not getting any money. You're maybe getting like $1,000, $2,000, or you're doing it for free for the show of publicity. Like, you're not getting any type of stuff. So I think all of that is pretty similar. So maybe twice a year he gets that, but I, I can't see him doing 500 k for a regular venue on, on, a year, on a yearly basis. Maybe once or twice, and that's it. Only for a rolling loud at most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll accept. And if he I, doesn't I, have I a hit fair. next year, and if he doesn't have a hit hit by next year, he's it's gonna fall off. He's gonna maybe only only be able to like maybe two to three hundred k at most, at most. Because once the hit's not lasting, like it's not lasting. Like designer could probably get one fifty for a rolling loud set for doing like ten minutes, doing panda five times, and then like champions twice. Or even yeah. Chief Keef. Chief Keef is still doing 200K because 
it's not really about how much streams you get. It's more so like how many classics you have. And Chief Keef has enough classics where like he can do a 15 minute set and get a paid 200k for a festival. What? I don't know. What do you think? I think I think 100k to 200k is a reasonable price. You said uh, the baby got 300k. Prop that's probably at his heyday. I would say 100 to 200k per show is is a fair price for Roddy Rich. Obviously the 500k. The 500k was probably when, you know, like that that feature with Nipsey dropped, the first uh the box dropped, you know what I mean? He was probably doing 500k yeah, at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's probably a little bit lower. So I I get what you're saying. Maybe on average he's probably doing, you know, whatever. Okay. So let's go a little bit less down the ranking and now we have Sweetie selling 2k first week. On a recent album, what do you think? Uh, she should be selling McDonald's themed things more often. Yeah, <laughs> that's who it was, by the way, that they were talking about, Sweetie, with the two K. I just realized it wasn't. Yeah, that. Um... it was. It was Sweetie. It was Sweetie. Yeah. Um, but again, I I don't realize where the context is because they were talking about Drake and Twenty One, and like those two are not even in, remotely in the same category. Um, I don't know, man. Look, I I think the interesting thing about like Sweetie is the fact that I don't think I I don't think I remember any songs. Do you? I do remember songs. All of her songs that on the Billboard charts, on Billboard charts, but like on her. On her Spotify and DSPs are all like hit records already. Like yeah. tap in, like tap tap in is already like a hit record. The last one she did with Doja Cat was a heavy sample from another record. Like you're just sampling like the greatest tracks in history and then just rapping on it for a little bit. And it's like, uh okay. So it, it's weird to see, like I think at the end of the day, social media really isn't the end-all be-all of how well you perform in public because considering she has multi multi millions of followers on ig and other social media accounts and she gets hundreds of thousands of likes per post but yeah she can't get more than 2k album sales and that includes streams and then she comes on defends herself and says oh only bad b words literally listen to my music so i guess there's only 2,000 bad bees in the world I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. And she also dropped this around the time of you know the unfortunate passing of Takeoff. Man, it, it it was it was in poor taste just her having her do her record like that, and then have a specific record where she's talking about a situation almost, and like, oh, people want to gossip about me. It was just poor timing, to be honest. And you could have waited a little bit, to be honest. You could we could have waited. So. Karma sucks, but it's good she sold 2K and she got to find something else to do because music ain't it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think, um, I think, yeah, you're right. Music just ain't it. And like, that's okay. You don't have to be an artist. You can, like, Sweetie is, is an influencer enough to, to kind of generate funds and make her own brand out of something else, right? Like, she was, she was out here putting, putting freaking things in Happy Meals. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I, I think it's possible, and like maybe this is a good reminder to to people that like you don't just because you're in with the music industry doesn't mean you have to pursue music. Yeah, yeah, and like again, I said dissing Quavo, especially like 
two days after him losing his family member and takeoff was just poor taste, man. You could have waited to push your 2K album sales or could have waited a little bit longer, man. Yeah. To like kick him out when he's down and stuff like that, losing his brother. It's um it's it's sad to see, man. It's sad to see. He already has enough going on right now. And like that attention was definitely not needed. And I'm super glad that more no more than two thousand people gave her that attention. Um speaking of uh takeoff as well too, they caught the alleged killer. So far they arrested him, the police department. And they put him in handcuffs. If any guys listening were part of that social experiment that acted with everyone on Twitter, Facebook, IG, and Reddit and stuff like that, it's the same person that they were able to caught that we all helped together caught in real time. So it was, like from it looking at the up, videos, it, yeah, it, it would end up being that person. people. Yeah. So shout out to everyone from like Twitter and Reddit, slowing down the video, finding all the footages, looking at people's like IGs from the Halloween event, mm-hmm. and everyone really helped with the situation. So yeah, honestly. I'm glad he's arrested, and I'm sick and tired of having this conversation over and over again. There's a lot of violence in music, and it really needs to stop. So, yeah, I don't absolutely, know. man, absolutely, and no, man, like it's it's crazy to think that it's crazy to think how how social media has sort of been used as a tool like that nowadays. You know, I don't think this is the first time that's happened. I don't think it'll be the last time that's happened. Um, so it's it's just interesting to me that that's kind of become a source for for people to kind of crowdsource things, right? Figure out something mm. through the the collective public eye. Uh, but yeah, you. I mean, on the hip hop note, we know better than anybody that you know that's something that's happened. So, is what it is, man. Is what it is at this point. Um, hope that you know his family, Takeoff's family, and the whole you know um, record label, you know, just can. We're praying for them essentially through these times. Thoughts and prayers as always, and and hope they kind of battle through because it's really really tough, man. It's it's one of those shocking deaths, one of those ones that like you just you couldn't imagine, you know? What I mean, you couldn't believe it because like he was such the the Migos are such big stars that you you sort of feel like they're untouchable. You know what I mean? Like there, it would it wouldn't make sense for them to ever be in that type of situation. But um, you know, it goes to show you that it isn't like that especially in hip hop. Yeah. No one is no one is untouchable. So yeah, we've we've been just sad to we've say. actually we've we've been told that we've we've been taught that lesson way too much over the last however many And it's sad man because you see like another like genres that can rock and stuff like that. You get to see the legends like grow so old man and do like legendary tours like a comeback tour just like playing their greatest hits tours and stuff like that. And I really want that in hip hop as well too. Just for people to actually be able to see longevity be introduced to new fans like it'd be cool to have like a son or daughter and then you know like oh this person was like really great he's a hip-hop legend and stuff like that you know later down the road when they're old enough take them to like a show and be able to like hear greatest hits and stuff like that but you can't do it right now in hip-hop with our legends and and great artists just dying man like it's 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 tough to see man It's, it's tough to see and i was talking to my older brothers and it's like back in our day like in the 90s like none of like our legends didn't die like at a rapid pace that they are now. Like people before they can become legends are literally dying, and whether it's be to like drug overdose or gun violence, it's just it, it's sad to see man for this generation. It really is. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's vain. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. We always have to like bring up the situation, and I know me and you are both are like it's unfortunate. We have to do what we have to do, but at the same time, it's like. It takes a toll on on the listeners, the fans, and the family as well too, man. So, oh, 
it's it, it's tough. It's tough. It is tough. But you want to talk about something on a lighter note? Yeah, man. Yeah, what do we got? What have you been watching? What have you oh. been been saying on 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 the telly these days? On the good old telly. I've actually got a couple of things. Um, so I finished the Atlanta finale. Did you finish it? Nice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, phenomenal, man. Like 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. One of the best shows of all time. It cracks into my top five shows of all time. Uh, I, I was mm -hmm. kind of just waiting on the finale to make like sure. Like her loss? Shut up. Uh, I was, I was kind of waiting on the finale to like make sure it was, you know, kind of final. And it was, it was in the thing and it was kind of like cemented. You know how finales can always be that kind of make or break for you for a show. I just yeah, wanted to see how they mother. finished it off, right? <clears throat> like it's such mm -hmm. a it's such a weird, fun show that is this anthology series that tells like multiple stories that you were just I was kind of curious to see how they would end it all off. And yeah, it was perfect. Ten out of ten. The exact way that I think the show should have ended. The way I mean, you didn't expect it coming. So it's just it, I loved it. I personally loved it. Um, like no complaints at all. It's literally one of my favorite shows of all time. I yeah. highly recommend anybody who enjoys, you know, kind of like these weird what is going on type shows to watch yeah. Atlanta. You will you will enjoy that. Uh, speaking of weird what is going on type shows, I've started White Lotus. I don't know if you started White Lotus. Um, of course, yo, that first season, you know, every time the intro comes on, I start breaking it down. Yo, that intro <laughs> song is fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to go. I'm on season two now, so I'm about to go watch that with Wifey. Um, which is mm -hmm. which is, which is kind of why you know I gotta hurry on up with the pod. But oh, like, um, very man now, very man now. Yeah, yo, we got a certain set time, man. Yo, yeah, I can't yeah, blame exactly. you though. It's a, it's a good show to watch with your girl. Yeah, man, it is. It is. So I've been watching that. Uh, it, it's it's awesome. I thought season one was good season two has been all right too like it's been pretty cool mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying season two is better than season one so i'm kind of curious to see really that's what if you're watching it because i love season one but i'm like yo how can you top season one so if people are saying season two is better i might have to get into yeah. it and watch i it. mean it, so far it's like meh you know it's not like it's anything special so i'm kind of curious to see what happens mm. i have no idea what goes down next like no idea whatsoever but it's a cool show it is kind of weird it's it's in that realm of like okay what the hell is going on type of thing um so i'm I'm a big fan of that that was cool what else have i watched recently oh i watched the guardians of the galaxy holiday special oh was it good yeah it was good i liked it it was it was so clear that james gunn directed that because it was the most comfortable the guardians have been on screen since the guardians of the galaxy movie it just feels like no it just feels like no one else can really tackle those characters and make them as weird and wacky when they incorporate them into other things as james gunn uh -huh. like they they weren't as quirky in infinity war or endgame they weren't as quirky in thor um you know love and thunder and i think like really you need kind of james gunn's comedy for this team to work so yeah i thought it was cool i thought it was a, a really cool nice touching story it's a quick 45 minutes um you know yep. for you to watch something something to keep you over on the holidays but yeah holiday season nice that's good yeah that's good how about you man what um, you been watching 
I've been watching. I finished Atlanta, of course. Mm-hmm. Great um, ending to the series, as we said. I still don't know if Darius was actually awake or was still dreaming in that in that last scene because we never got to see what happened on the television screen. So it kind of left the opening ending, like series ending. We're like, okay, did this really happen or is he still dreaming? Like, is he still in the, in the tank? In the self self deprivation tank, I believe it's called, right? And to see if it's actually like true or what's happening, so yeah. that was cool to see. Um, outside of that, I haven't been watching too much, you know. To be honest, I've been like mostly just glued to either work or spending my time in every waking moment watching FIFA, man. So, but doing that, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty pretty good. Oh, I've been watching Andor as well too. So I watch Andor on Disney Plus, like the best Star Wars shows out right now, literally on Disney Plus. But outside of that, just the World Cups been keeping me busy. Oh yeah, Wake I was up about at to random say. times in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Woke so I was about to say. To see I, was, I was about to say today. how how crazy is it for you? Yeah, that Canada game was very distraught for me. But how crazy is it for you in Australia to watch these World Cup games? Because for us, it's hella early in the morning. So it's like five a.m., yeah. eight a.m., eleven a.m., two p.m. Mm-hmm. What is it for you? Uh, we got like earliest ones like 8 p.m., 11, 2 a.m., 5 a.m., and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So we catch a lot of the later games. Um, and it, it's tough, man. When you watch a game at 2 a.m., like um, England versus uh, U.S., and then end up being a snooze fest, you're just like, man, I could have gotten more sleep. I could have got two more hours worth of sleep right now. And then to wake up and see Canada lose to Belgium 1-0, which I thought they played very well. And then a few days later to wake up again at 2 a.m. in the morning, setting your alarm clock, and then having them lose, what, 4-1 to Croatia mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, I'm enjoying the World Cup. At the same time, I've seen some amazing goals, some bicycle kicks, some nice headers, all that good stuff. The legends stepping up, Messi stepping up after losing that uh, first match and then coming back really strong with his team. And, you know, seeing all those players on England score those goals for the first game. Uh, was it against Iran? Oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't realize that, bro. My bad, my <laughs> hey, bad. Hey, light work, bro. Iran's about to qualify, bro. If they beat the United States sure. on Tuesday, they're about to roll through to the next round. I'm good on that. doesn't matter to me. Which they, which they will. Which they will. Yeah. Uh, did you see that um, the people, like the players from um, Saudi Arabia got the Rolls Royce after beating yeah. Argentina? Yeah, I mean, bro, like, listen, uh, first of all, a Rolls Royce, how much is a Rolls Royce? Like a milli, right? Minim- minimum, like 350. Yo, they, 350 to 500K. They just got money to spend them Saudi Arabians, dog. Like, so like, much money. Yo, like, just for nothing, they just giving them Rolls Royces like it was freaking toy cars. Like, that's just. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy to think yeah, of, yeah. man. <laughs> You ever get like a, a little like loot gift bag at a at a birthday party when you were a kid? That's basically what the the king's giving out there in Saudi Arabia, man. And if they beat Poland, I wouldn't be surprised if you gave them a skyscraper each. Like here, here's a skyscraper with your name on it. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the rest of the World Cup, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I watched a documentary too on Netflix about the whole FIFA scandal and stuff like that. And right? Yeah, that's what happened with Qatar. That was really good too. Uh, yeah, I so. mean, World Cup has kind of kept kept us busy. Uh, I have like the things that you wa- told me to that we watched. I watched. I haven't started Andor mm. yet, and I need to. I've heard it's incredible. I've heard it's like top tier, top tier Star Wars material. Maybe Very some of the best Star Wars, Wars material ever. Easily. 
yeah. so yeah, I mean, I got to get in there. I got to get in there. I got to start. Got to start. As soon as my wife leaves to work this week, I'm starting. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough, man. Well, as I go watch, uh, you know, a little bit of um, White Lotus with the wifey. The wife. I gotta go. It's my girl's birthday today, so we both got uh, some some nice. some duties to take care of. Hey, tell her I say but until happy next time. Birthday to you. <laughs> to you. I'll give her the Stevie Wonder version. I'll yeah. give her the Stevie Wonder version. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. But until next time, it's a boy. It's another podcast. We'll see you soon. Yeah.